the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live, 5 o'clock in Columbus, Ohio, 5 o'clock in Tampa, Florida. It is my privilege to welcome listeners both in Ohio on uh, my program, Bob Birdie Live on AM 880 and 104.5 FM, The Word. But also, I have the privilege of filling in for Bill Bunkley today on Faith Talk 570, 760, and 910 AM. Thank you. Wherever you are listening, thank you so much for joining me. And my telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Got a really cool biblical archaeological story to share with you. But first, I try always to defer to the phone lines. And uh, we've got Brad in Sarasota, Florida. I had some comments to make about Donald Trump before the break. And I think Brad wants to continue that discussion. Brad, welcome. Thank you for calling. Yeah, hi, Bob. Um, I uh, Your comment was you didn't know which um, Donald Trump um, you were looking at. Yeah. And um, when he voted many, many years ago, he was a Democrat and had right. always been one. Um, you... He, I think he negotiated a place for him when he ran for president, um, which was very similar to, well, John F. Kennedy's platform that he ran on. Um, it's hard to believe that at one time that the, the Democrats were that conservative. But very true. My, very true. My, dem- my Democrat um, father-in-law, who probably would have, if he was still alive, he'd be in his late 80s. Um, he would have been appalled by the DNC, um, you know, going for um, abortion rights and and right. transgender rights and everything else, as yeah. well as, you know, dropping off the the prayer and the, the um, Pledge of Allegiance from the DNC um, uh, convention. Right. So um, when... Uh, Trump negotiates, um, he follows through with what he, he negotiates with. So in the case of, of him be going as a Republican so that he could run, because if he went as a Democrat, he probably wouldn't have gotten voted. Right. Um, he, he probably went uh, like sometimes we do. We kind of promise things, and then we realize afterwards that we've got to go and fulfill them. And um, he 
but he's he's uh, has always been a moderate Democrat. Um, so you're really probably not you're probably well, really seeing the real. Um, uh, well, right my, my my only problem with that is most politicians make all of these wild, crazy promises when they're campaigning. After they're yeah. elected, they break almost all of those promises or just completely forget them. Donald Trump yes. kept almost yes, every promise that he made. So if if the if the Donald Trump that was in the White House was not the real Donald Trump, he certainly did a great job of acting for four years. Because again, he's he probably kept more promises that he made in his campaign during his administration than any president in my lifetime, and that's a long time. Yes, that's that's well, me too. I'm, so, I've been here not long enough. So, and that's and that's why I'm wondering: has he changed? Uh, I, I don't, and, and I don't maybe know. He's, maybe he's changed. Maybe he's changed his mind on certain things, or maybe he just. Oh, uh, goodness! Maybe he just kept his mouth shut about some of the things he thought in his head. Uh, yeah, maybe heaven forbid that he, sh- someone should, a politician should, you know, keep his count, his own. Uh, how how, is, how they put it? Keep his own counsel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. To. to on things that he may or may not can can I, be, can I ask you a couple of personal questions and if it's none of my business please you tell may. me did you vote for Donald Trump uh in the last presidential election when he was running yes okay if he were to run in 2024 would you vote for him again yes you would yeah yeah, even even so, with all the other stupidity that's going on, I still would vote for him. Somebody that does what they say they're going to do, um, okay. No matter what, no matter their personal faults. But um, even you know, even I'm, though I'm ex, I'm ex military, and there are things that I think in in my head, you know, that yeah. I've had to do. So so even though and please don't let me put words in your mouth but even though you believe he's down deep inside a moderate democrat you would still vote for him if he were to run for president again because I know that he will do what he says okay. he'll do uh that, that, if that, that, if there my... was a matchup in the primaries between Donald Trump and your governor Ron DeSantis who would you support well, that would be really hard to do. My my hope is that DeSantis wouldn't be, wouldn't run for president. He would stay governor. Um, <laughs> I would rather have him governor of my state right now rather than than president. But, okay. Um, but 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 you're you're looking at a you're looking at you know you're looking at two people um, who do what they say. So okay. Um, my my question would be then is you know who would be the better candidate then. Okay, and I would have to. I would have to go from there. I'd All right, sit and think about it. Right. And I have. I have one more personal question before I let you go. You're in <laughs> okay. Sarasota, Florida, right? Yes, sir. When it was seven below zero here in Columbus, Ohio, and snow was blowing like crazy, didn't you actually wish you were here rather than Sarasota, Florida? Um, I am a, um, a long, 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 long time ago, I was living, uh, as a young man in upper peninsula in Michigan. So, oh my goodness. um, 
I I do like the snow. I like the hot. I like the cold. Okay. I like the rain. Well, the, the, well, the reason I asked, if you really wanted to be here the next time at 7 below zero, I want somebody to call so I can swap houses with you. Oh, uh. <laughs> That's a, that's. Uh, I guess now, that's enough. Now I know you're. Now I know you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I'm going to call you, um, Brad, the next time it's seven below zero, and I'm going to say, "Let's switch houses until the weather changes." I I, I wouldn't mind it. I, <laughs> I I travel. I I uh, I was in. Um. Uh. I I travel contract security. So. All I right. go a lot of places. I was in Alaska in, in April. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, I'm honored that you called, Brad. Thanks so much. God bless you. Well, thank you for listening to me, and you have a good evening. All right, you, at, you as well. All right, my number is 877-BOB-LIVE, and I just proved it. It works in Ohio as well as Florida. Uh, you want to continue the discussion on Donald Trump? That's fine. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Ah, this is such a cool story. I I love biblical archaeology. Uh, I, I've never I've never really had a bucket list. Uh, if I did, uh, I have been able to do most of the things that I would have put on my bucket list. God has been so very, very good to me. But if I were to have a bucket list, I would love to be a part of an archaeological dig, archaeological expedition in Israel. Eh, Egypt would be okay, too, but I would would love that. I'm not an expert uh, by any means, and I wouldn't even say I know a whole lot about biblical archaeology, but I find it absolutely fascinating. And and here's the thing that I find most fascinating about biblical archaeology. If you look back over the last 100 years, I think we could call that the modern age of biblical archaeology. In the last 100 years, there have been multiple thousands and thousands and thousands of discoveries that relate to biblical characters, biblical places, biblical history. Now, not every discovery in Israel is related to Scripture, okay? But those that are related to people, places, times, events, number in the multiple, multiple thousands, not one of them has ever contradicted anything recorded in Scripture. At least not that I'm aware of. Not that anyone has brought to my attention. So in other words, every single one of those multiple, multiple thousands and thousands of discoveries 
have verified Scripture, vindicated Scripture, and none have contradicted. Now, each one alone probably doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, some are big, 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 big. Uh, The first real archaeological evidence of King David was gigantic. Because for many, many years, biblical skeptics said, eh, if this King David was such a big king like the Bible says, we would have at least some archaeological evidence that he existed, and we don't have a shred of archaeological evidence about this David guy. Well, the skeptics can't say that anymore. In fact, if you go to Israel, uh, not far from the Western Wall, the Temple Mount, you will find a huge excavation site, the city of David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my point is, each individual discovery may not be that significant. Some are. But when you put them all together, how in the world do you explain that a book written over a period of over 1,500 years, dozens of authors, most of them never met each other. And yet there has not been one archaeological discovery that contradicts anything in the Bible. Well, here's the latest. Headline, Pool of Siloam to Open in Jerusalem After 2000 years years. Quote, the pool of Siloam, where Jesus is said to have healed a blind man, will soon be open to the public for the first time in 2,000 years. The pool, located in the southern part of the city of David, archaeological site in Jerusalem, is cherished by Christians and Jews. It is currently being excavated by archaeologists and will either be open to the public piece by piece or once the entire site is unearthed. Plans to open the Pool of Siloam were announced just before the new year by the Israel Antiquities Authorities, the Israel National Parks Authority, and the City of David Foundation. The site was built around 2,700 years ago as part of Jerusalem's water system in the 8th century B.C., It served as a reservoir for the Gion Spring from which water was diverted and stored, and so so on and so forth. Now, here's something very interesting, and I hope this does not discourage you in visiting Israel. But this is a fact. Many of the traditional sites that you would see in Israel are not really authentic like the upper room. If you go to Israel, 99% of the time, you're going to go to the upper room. Ah, here's the problem. We know for sure that the tourist site of the upper room is not the original site. How do we know that? Well, the building that holds the current traditional upper room was built a few hundred years ago, not a couple thousand years but it has become the traditional site. It's probably close to where the upper room was. Uh, Now, does that discourage me in any way or cast? No. Uh -uh. 
But there are several traditional places we're not really sure. And if you have an honest tour guide, they'll tell you. Well, for many years, there has been a traditional pool of Siloam site uh, that was probably built by the Byzantines around, probably around 400 A.D. And tourists would be taken to the Pool of Siloam. And, well, now we know that was a traditional site, but not authentic. Now we know where the authentic Pool of Siloam was and is. Uh, Quote, uh, traditionally, the Christian side of the Pool of Siloam was the pool and church that were built by the Byzantines 400 to 460 18 to commemorate the miracle recounted in the New Testament. So it was kind of a reproduction. Quote, however, the exact location of the original pool as it existed during the time of Jesus remained a mystery until June of 2000. And how was it discovered? Well, they were putting in plumbing. And if you know anything about Israel, you can't do any construction unless you call the Israeli Antiquities Department, and they watch very, very closely any excavation. And often, something wonderful shows up, like the... uh, the synagogue in Magdala, the hometown of Mary Magdalene, uh, on the Mediterranean, not on the Mediterranean, the Sea of Galilee. Well, they were going to build a hotel about mm, probably ten years ago. They began excavating. Oops! They found ruins. Found out it was the synagogue in Magdala, and we know that Jesus actually taught there. Had the privilege of going there the last two times I was in Israel. So things like that happen all the time. Well, back in 2004, they were doing some excavation to provide some plumbing. And they found the Pool of Siloam. The real deal. The one where Jesus healed the blind man. And uh, if you go to Israel... You may very well have the privilege of visiting the real pool of Siloam. Another piece in the biblical puzzle. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.